0: Welcome back, folks. Believe in Rams podcast episode 130. I'm joined by my brand new co-host, Cam Lynch, former Rams linebacker. How you doing, Cam? Uh, Welcome back in, and
1: I'm glad to to call you my new co-host, man. (laughs) Man, it's awesome to partner up, Jake. I'm looking forward to talking Rams football. You know, it's Niners week this week, so I'm looking forward to diving into that as well. Uh, like they say, when I when I played for the Rams, right? When you have a divisional opponent, it counts as two, right? So it, it means more this week. I'm excited to dive into it with you.
0: Absolutely, and you said it best. It's it's Niners week. I feel like just those two words together are just synonymous to just. Complete chaos for both, uh, (laughs) you know, fan bases. But uh, before we get into it, I'm going to ask if you guys are, wherever you're watching, whether this is YouTube or you're just listening to the show uh, via any of the podcast platforms or on the uh, Believe.com website, uh, be sure to hit subscribe. Uh, Be sure to like on YouTube. uh, Rate the podcast if you have it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and, uh, you know, be sure to leave a comment. Let us know uh, if you have any questions or anything like that. Happy to answer them next time around. Uh, but let's get into it. We're going to start this thing off with a little bit of a new segment here. It should be relatively quick, uh, but it's called the burning question. And Ooh. Cam, I didn't, you know, spend too much time coming up with this, but it's just, you know, kind of a fire starter to get going. And, you know, basically, how much weight do you put on this game Regarding the trade deadline, uh, do you think the Rams winning or losing this game really changes their approach into the deadline or, you know, not really?
1: I don't I don't think so. Right. I think we talked about on the last episode, episode 129. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Um, we talked about finding that edge rusher or offensive lineman right to sure everything up. I know the Rams have been trading a lot of guys in and out um, and then also to to help Aaron Donald out on the defensive side. Having that pressure, having that edge rusher would be really nice. So um, the Rams are, are three and three right now. They're 500. So. Regardless of the outcome of this game, if they want to see themselves in the playoffs and going far, I think we need an edge rusher to cause some havoc, as you said.
0: I absolutely agree, and I think regardless of this game, how it goes, you know, they win their 4-3. and three. Uh, I said, kind of joked off air, uh, they'd be like 1-0, and o, like the season just restarted essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they lose, they're 3-4, and four, and that's not the end of the world either. Uh, they also haven't been great coming off the bye week with Sean McVay to start. They have won games, but they've been a little bit more lackluster. I kind of expect a different approach. We're going to get into it now. Um, so with the Rams offense, they're 25th in DVOA. I don't think if you told anybody that coming into the season, they would have said you're crazy that that was going to happen in uh, the 49ers defense is seventh in DVOA. They took a massive hit uh, after obviously getting decimated by the chiefs uh, last week at home. Uh, the Rams are getting back Van Jefferson, Brian Allen. Uh, they are coming off a buy. They're getting healthy. Um, the offensive line expected cam. It sounds like it's going to be Alec Jackson at left tackle who they're kind of hoping they have the future there at left tackle kind of crazy how this business works. I don't have to tell you uh, because they signed, you know, no boom in the off season to be that guy. He goes down and now, you know, they're looking at potential UDF at Iowa uh, at left guard. You have Bobby Evans or Matt Skura hasn't really been determined yet. Uh, center is going to be Brian Allen, and thank God he will be back. It's the first time since week one against the Buffalo Ooh. Bills. Uh, so big time, you know, gain there. I don't think people are really realizing the impact that he could have, uh, you know, at that position. Right guard, Ode Abushi, who started plenty of games this league, or Matt Skura, who, again, I mentioned, uh, could play either guard spot, can be the backup center Um, So they like him, obviously. He's on the active roster after coming off the practice squad. And then you have big Rob, uh, Rob Havenstein at right tackle, who just had himself a very good game going into the bye. Um, I can't stress enough. The Panthers are not a slouch, and they definitely can rush the passer. And I thought the offense line was starting to go in the right direction where, you know, Jeremiah Colon obviously was a little bit, you know, in over his head starting there. They kind of threw him in there. Um, but the way I look at it is now you have Brian Allen back, you know? (laughs) So I, I definitely like that. Um, but I'm going to just send the reins over to you. You know, what do you kind of take away from everything I just threw at your way?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Brian Allen having the center back. I think we talked about that, right? Like having a guy in Cologne coming off from. Preparing for the police academy and then going back to your your starting your starting center that's big time. And I went back actually after our last podcast episode one twenty nine and I rewatched the uh, the Panthers and, and the Rams game, and I saw that there were a lot of offsides delay of games, and a lot of that is because the the quarterback and the center don't have that synchronization. So you know, with Allen coming back, I think you the the flags go down a little bit. The Rams get a little bit more grace when it comes to moving the ball down the field and the off can do a lot of better in that way. So I think we're going to see um, see a lot of things uh, amp up. And they're going to need that center. They're going to need their starting center. The reason why is because the 49ers defense is top in the league, right? I know they played the Chiefs last week and got got demolished a little bit. But, you know, regardless, they have a great defense. And having your starting center back is going to help out a lot, especially with those, with those flags and offsides.
0: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I also want to talk about another guy coming back who – I can't believe it, but Van Jefferson, who's coming back in week eight, we have not seen him the whole year. Uh, How big of an impact, Cam, do you think he'll have on the offense? Because I'll be honest with you, I think it's going to be transformative and I don't think people are going to see it coming.
1: Yeah, it's going to be transformative. Like you said, I think the 49ers are going to have to account for someone extra, right? I know you got Cooper Cup, you got Allen Robinson. And then, mind you, now that the Jefferson's back, that means a running game can get going, right? We got a center back. That means we got Henderson in the backfield. We're moving him from the side chick to the main chick, <laughs> right? And so, making sure that, you know, getting Jefferson going, getting Allen going, getting Cooper Cup going, and then Henderson is now back, uh, you know increased confidence. The run game is opened up. So I think there's going to be a different, a different, um, team that we're going to see this week coming up.
0: I absolutely agree with you. And I think coming out of the bye, um, and and I actually want to get your thoughts on this as, you know, obviously a former NFL player yourself. Um, you know, because I feel like coming out of the bye. I mean, there are different ways that you can kind of go through the bye. I know obviously it's an off week, but at the same time, like you're still in the gym, right? You're probably still working. Uh, so it's not, a total off week it's just you know really you're not preparing for a game uh, which is grueling Uh, so so in a sense it's like it's still work but it is somewhat of an off week because you're not putting in as much work as you would to have to game plan Um, but you know from your experience what you know what are you doing and what are the coaches doing during the bye week uh, you know going into the next game
1: yeah. So just from my experience of playing, the bye week is a lot of reflection. You know, like, hey, we had training OTAs. We started in April. We had training camp. We had the start of the season. And so now let's just reflect. Let's recover. Reflect, recover. Those two R's are, are crucial for the bye week And then also, too, One big thing is tackling. One thing we'd work on as a defense, we work on tackling during the bye week because that tends to slip as the season progresses. And so Mm -hmm. coaches really emphasize tackling and blocking, just the fundamentals, getting back to the basics. Um, and then also as well, right? Um, in the front office of the Rams, they're reflecting as well, saying, Hey, you know, what we have here, is it the proper fit? Should we change things up a little bit? And so that bye week, you mentioned it earlier. The Rams don't really do a great job of coming out of bye week, and you know, a lot of times it's a lot of rest and recovery <laughs> going on. But you know, doing the best to to stay in shape as well that's that's another thing, right? Um, keeping the cardio up, keeping uh, the weight training up, but that rest and recovery and reflection those things are our key for a bye week. Now and and you
0: obviously like you played under Sean McVay. Um, you know, what was it like coming out of one of the bye weeks with the Rams? Like, uh, you know, say maybe versus Tampa,
1: are they kind of the same or are they a little bit different? Yeah, they're a little bit different, right? Uh everyone runs things a little bit differently. Sean McVay, uh one thing that I remember about him is he does a great job of painting the picture. Um, He does a great job of painting a picture with his words. And so, for example, we're in meetings, you know, he'll visualize, hey, guys, next week's against the 49ers. We're going to lock down George Kittle. He's not going to have more than five passes for less than 50 yards. You know, we're going to lock down Christian McCaffrey. And he's putting this into your mind during some of the meetings. So you have a week and a half to really lock that in, let it seep in. And go and execute the next day. And so I've seen it come to fruition. You know, some of those things that he talked to us about during the bye weeks, it's like, oh, wow, he talked about that last week. And it happened on the field, you know, Aaron Donald about to have three sacks, you know, for a game. And so that's one thing I really appreciate about Sean McVay is he's speaking life into his players and really getting their mental ready to go for that next week.
0: Yeah, I definitely like that. I like getting your uh, perspective on that because obviously I can't add that. So that's that's a huge dynamic you bring to the show, man. <laughs> <Let's> uh, <go. laughs> so, you know, kind of looking at it last week, they gave up 529 yards total offense to the Chiefs. They are the Chiefs. Um, but let's keep in mind, I mean, if the Rams get this thing going, they can be like the Chiefs. I mean, this is what kind of what we expected out of this offense coming into the season, going out and getting Allen Robinson and, you know, kind of committing more to the deep ball, you know, and, you know, less away from being a balanced offense and more about being, you know, a pass happy offense. Um, so, you know, whether they get to that point uh, remains to be seen, but it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe this is the week where they come off the buy and just everything clicks, but it's also not out of the realm of possibility. It takes a little bit longer. Um, looking at it though, I got to tell you, watching all the Niners games this year and going in all 22 and, and watching in multiple different angles, I'll tell you right now, there is not a player that the 49ers miss right now more than Emmanuel Mosley. The cornerback there, he just, they were able to run exactly how they wanted to run their defense. And since he went down, it's like it's been Diamador, Lenore. It's It's been a bunch of guys, right? It's been kind of a, you know, a rotation. Um, luckily for them, and, and I'll bring this up, uh, you know, more of the the injured players that might play this week, might not. Uh, but in that list, the guy that they've been missing since week one is Jason Verrett. And I mean, Jason Verrett is one of the better corners in the league when healthy. The problem is he's never healthy. So if he plays in this game, that's exactly who they need to be able to replace, uh, in my opinion, Mosley, because I think Mosley is such a key piece you know Charvarius Ward is a good player but you kind of saw what happens when it's just Charvarius Ward and everyone else is kind of not really <laughs> holding their own so you know it just kind of goes to show you you know I mean you lose a certain player and I mean you, you have to be able to adapt and you know I would liken this almost to you know you kind of look last week and and just the the weeks prior with the Rams and you're like man it really just shows you the appreciation that you have to have for a guy like Raheem Morris and uh, Coach Cooley in the secondary. The fact that that secondary really hasn't missed a beat, despite the fact they lost Troy Hill, they lost to Kobe Durant, they lost David Long, they lost Jordan Fuller. Um, You know, there's been a lot of injuries. And we're going to obviously get to those, you know, the Rams side of things. But I just want to ask you, um, you know, how big is it for the 49ers? At least in your mind. Uh, you know is do you kind of agree you know go along the lines of what I think with Jason Verrett, or do you think there are other guys there that could step up if he doesn't play
1: yeah I think there's going back to the 49ers Chiefs game last week right you you see the Chiefs I think more towards like the second quarter the second half starting to run jet sweep with to, to Hardy and so Hardy scored a touchdown on one of those plays had a couple explosives on, on some of those jet sweeps and then you go back to the Rams in the uh, Panthers game When the run game wasn't working, what did they do? Start running more jet sweeps. And so the reason why that the Chiefs are so successful is the corner position, right? Having a stout corner out there to really anchor the edges. And you're going to hear me say that a lot, anchor when it comes to the line of scrimmage. And so really anchor the edges of the defense and a a more veteran cornerback, you know, your best cornerback is going to be the best at anchoring a defense. one thing that defensive coordinators always look for is if corners can tackle (laughs) and jet sweeps are the best way to figure that out. Because a lot of times you're having pullers, you're having different people coming around to block uh, screens or whatever that is. And so, you know, with the cornerback situation being dire, uh, you know, for the 49ers, I think the Rams need to take advantage of that. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they dial up this week uh, when it comes to getting the ball on the perimeter and attacking those edges.
0: We definitely will. Uh, Diamador Lenore, I have it right in front of me, is 100 out of 110 corners per PFF. Ooh. So that's somebody that, you know, now you have Van back. You have the invaluable experience you had with Ben Skaronic, uh getting him that playing time. You have Cooper Cup. You have Allen Robinson. I mean, just saying, there's, there's definitely some holes in this defense that you could exploit on Sunday. Uh, So with that said, before we go into the Rams defense versus the 49ers offense, um, just want to throw out that Dre Greenlaw, Samson, Ibukam, Arik Armstead, and potentially Jason Verrett are all up in the air. They're, they're Mm. injured. They're up in the air, uh, you know, with the whole, the way everything went down with that, um, we'll talk about on the other side, you know, they also have some injuries on the offense. They already ruled out Kyle Juszczyk, a guy that you mentioned last show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of that's how, you know, Sean McVay has been using Ben Skoranek. Uh, So let's dive into the Rams defense versus the 49ers defense here. Uh, the Rams defense, surprisingly, people wouldn't realize, but they're eighth in DVOA and against the run, they're second in defensive DVOA. Uh, 49ers offense, 17th a lot has been kind of thrown at Kyle Shanahan. Um, I'm very active on Twitter and uh, 49ers fans do not love me. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> it be like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just be, it is like that really. But uh, you know, the 49ers fans I've started to notice are, I don't want to say turning on Kyle Shanahan, mm. um, but you're starting to see like, all right, if they were to lose this game, like people are going to be coming for his head. So this is important because this is an offensive mind. It's just like it's it's weird, Cam. We're in week eight, and the weaknesses of these two teams are the offenses. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, offensive gurus, and the, like the their offensive units are the weaknesses of their teams. That is surprising. Um, the Rams are last in the league in quarterback pressures. It goes back to where we've been talking about about the edge. Uh, they simply put, they they need they, they need edge pressure. Um, I do think and I've had some pushbacks from some audience <laughs> and I will say I do think I, I get their point. Um, it is somewhat scheme based. It's somewhat game plan based. Teams are trying to get the ball out quickly because number 99 will wreck a game plan. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just that because I'll tell you right now only Aaron Donald is in the top 70. I said top 70. I didn't need to go that far, but I decided to go that far top Mm. 70 in defensive line and edge win rate Mm. top 70. Everyone else is, is below 70 on the roster. Um, What I got to give props to my guy, Justin Hollins. He is not the pass rusher that, you know, maybe you look for. He's not Von Miller, but I can't let it go because obviously you know how important it is to set the edge and what he has done this year. He is top 10 in run defense this year. Uh, So he has been outstanding against the run, you know, and he is important. So I'm not going to sit here and say, this guy is incapable of playing just because he can't rush the passer. I think far too often we hear the term edge rusher and not edge defender. And you got to be able to play both. Um, that's the thing that makes Justin Hollins such a key piece is that he can play both. He's just not a great pass rusher. He is a great run defender. He's not a great pass rusher. Von Miller was fantastic at both of them. Leonard Floyd was more of a run defender than a pass uh, a pass rusher coming out of uh, you know Georgia. So you know the way I see it now is obviously they got to get things going when it comes to you know anyway. You, everything going on with, you know, Leonard Floyd. And he's, I think what I saw actually is Jordan Rodrigue had mentioned Leonard Floyd. At some point, the Rams actually thought they might lose him for the year early on in the season. So he's playing with a knee injury that essentially they thought they would lose him the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to keep that in mind. But at the same time, Cam, they need more pressure.
1: I don't. I don't think I have to tell you that anymore. You you already know. But they need more pressure, man. Yeah, and what they did a good job of. It was cool to see Jalen Ramsey. You know, against the Panthers, get his sack. I saw he got fined actually for that sack. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's like six. He's like six three, six two, and quarterback he was tackling was about maybe five ten. if You know, give him that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so like to see to see the DB pressures. That's good, right? And I think we talked about it beforehand that the Rams pretty much run that nickel package. And so bringing more more DBs uh, on blitzes, more linebackers on blitzes to increase those pressures, I think would be would be a great move. Um, and I'm excited to see Troy Hill. I think we talked about it earlier. Troy Hill is back. So maybe Troy Hill can get him some sacks as well.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think they got to keep doing that. I, I mean, it, it's it's kind of thrown them off, right? I mean, they, they get one on Cooper rush and it's like, Hey, I mean, if we're not getting pressure, there's not a guy on the sideline. We can just take off the sideline. Who's automatically going to get pressure that we're not getting with the starter. So, I mean, at that point, it kind of, you know, it tips your hand a little bit and you're like, all right, well, maybe I do have to get Jalen Ramsey going and, and have him rushing the passer and, and doing whatever I can. Um, I remember when Greg Williams was with the Rams, uh, defensive coordinator. You know, mm-hmm. he blitzed so much to the <laughs> point where fans were like, "All right, dude, you got to calm down with that." Uh, Wade Phillips blitzed a lot, you know. Yep. Um, so I think the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, Cam, I saw today they're second in blitzes this year. That is Raheem Morris recognizing he's not getting enough pressure from, you know, a regular four man rush and trying to alleviate the pain and trying to go after the quarterback and trying to make things easier on his defense. And I appreciate that. I think he's done a stellar job. Uh, I do not think he'll be back next year. I think he's going to be a head coach. I, I think mm-hmm. he's way too good. Um, and, you know, all things considered camp, they're last in the league of pressures and they're eighth in DVOA they're second against the run. Um, And they, they have to do that against the 49ers. They only let up 17 points against the Niners in the last game that we saw getting Troy Hill back to Kobe Durant, potentially Bobby Brown, I think is a huge plus. Um, I want to ask you, you know, what are your thoughts? So, because obviously Donald is just irreplaceable. He's great. You know, all that Greg Gaines was dealing with a little bit of an injury. So I got to give a shout out to my man, uh, fellow UDFA, you know, on, in your own right, um, Cincinnati's uh, Marquise Copeland. I think he's been playing some fantastic football and he did actually get about 24 snaps in that game. You know, Gaines was kind of, you know, was dealing with a shoulder, but I'm kind of excited if we'll see if they actually use him, but Bobby Brown, the third, uh, their fourth round pick. That's a guy, he got suspended and I feel like people kind of forgot about him. The Rams didn't though. I, I think there's a chance that this guy could play and he could make an impact. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty high on the guy. What what are, what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to step in and do a great job. Um, you know, we talked about the run game. Uh, stopping the run game. Christian McCaffrey's back there, y'all, right? Like the Rams <laughs> just played the Panthers two weeks ago. And what did Christian McCaffrey do? He went off. You know, he he got on the edges of the defense. Uh, he was running inside. Um, if you watched the Chiefs in the 49ers game last week, I mean, my man was running the football like he was possessed. Uh, it, 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 it's you could feel the energy, you know, coming from the screen and uh, from the screen and hearing the crowd. Um, they have they have a good set of running backs at, at the 49ers. So, what you want Brown to do is to come in, plug up some of those holes, right? Uh, him and Aaron Donald. Anchoring that defensive line, that's going to be crucial, especially it's 49ers week, right? So, like I said before, man, we used to play. Our coach used to tell us, hey, add add a double chin, a chin strap because it's it's 49ers week, you know, divisional <laughs> game. Uh Christian McCaffrey's coming back in the house. So they're probably watching the film, like, hey guys, he's with the Panthers of that week. He's with the 49ers this week. We can't let the same thing happen, <laughs> happen again. So stopping that run game is going to be crucial, and I think Brown can step in and help with that.
0: Yeah, I think he can definitely help. I think he got Copeland, A'shaun. Um, Again, you want to see more pressure, right? Because Jimmy Garoppolo, one thing that he struggles with is when you start throwing guys in his face yeah. and you make him, you rush him. Uh, he's not going to be able to sit there. You know, I just saw a video. My friend Alex Rollins on YouTube put it out. It was such a great video. He basically broke it down. And he's like, Jimmy Garoppolo is just a guy that continues to throw over the middle, and no one can yep. stop it. Yep. No one can stop it. Regardless, it, you can literally, every single time, you know he's trying to throw the middle, like the quick you know, slant over the middle, yep. and no one can stop it. It's that anticipation. I honestly got to give him some props. Because while you know people dog on him, and I've dogged on him too, um, <laughs> because I thought getting Trey Lance was genius by them. I thought it was really preparing for the future, and it gave him an extra, you know, a, a, an extra wrinkle in the offense. I think to really attack teams. But Garoppolo is so good in the short and intermediate game, and Kyle Shanahan, as we saw in the Super Bowl, he tries not to force him to go deep down the field. Because, you know, he overthrew a huge touchdown against the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is somebody, if you keep him in the short and intermediate game, you get the ball out quickly, and he's got a really quick release. For a guy that was on the same team as Tom Brady, it kind of looks like he has, like, Tom Brady's release, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, the, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know it's coming, but the way the 49ers are built is to kill the Rams, You know, we could get into all we want. (laughs) I I talk about it. I kind of joke about it. Like Kyle Shanahan has two winning seasons in his career as the head coach. Uh, He's he has a losing record despite winning seven straight against the Rams. The reason for that is because they are beat. They they are built to beat the Rams and nobody else on the level of the Rams. Because the thing that the Rams have struggled with, even though this defense has been stellar. And I think you know what I'm going to say. It's tackling and giving up the big explosive play on the short pass or the mm. short run and turning into a big run. And we've seen that in like every game. There's been like an explosive play for no reason. It's it's like simple tackling that like they should, you know, they'll make 95% of the time during the game, and just that one play or whatever, you know, it's just all hell breaks loose. Um, the way Kyle Shanahan and, you know obviously um, John Lynch have built this team and this offense is to break tackles, slip tackles and make yards after the catch. Debo is built like a running back. Yeah. Brandon Iuke is built like a running back. They got George Kittle. Um, Now they got (laughs) Christian McCaffrey. So they literally have it all for what they want to do. And it goes back to what you were saying with the bye week. Like, they just got to tackle, man. I'll be honest with you. It's as simple as that. If they tackle the way they do the whole game and you know, they're, they they do not give up those explosive plays. I read something funny. Like it was a tweet by one of the Niners fans. He's like, man, we are such a predictable team. We play good defense. We go on offense. We have Jimmy Garoppolo who throws the short and intermediate game. And basically the whole time is just about getting the ball out quickly, not forcing Jimmy to make mistakes. And if somebody forces Jimmy to make mistakes, we're screwed. But if they don't, then basically Jimmy gets the ball out quickly and we need somebody to actually be able to make a couple of men men miss. And it like all comes down to the explosive plays on the short passing attack. And it's like, if we don't get that, and this is from the tweet, if we don't get that, then we just lose. (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. like, he just cracked the code. <laughs> that, that is literally the Niners. They will not win the game if they can't get that that formula, that same recipe. And so uh, the Rams can't allow that. But what, what are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I think with the Niners, you talk about the short and intermediate passes. You know, that reminds me almost like death by a thousand cuts, right? Oh. It's like that three-yard three pass, five-yard pass, first down, you know, first down, and then like, as it accumulates over time, it's like, wow, the 49ers have so many yards in, in passing or whatever that is. And then you add in Christian McCaffrey, out route, angle route. I mean, there's so many short intermediate routes that he can that he can run opposite of the Kittle. Uh, I mean, it's, there's so many options that, he, that they can go with. So death by a thousand cuts. I think, like you said, the goal this week, tackle. Stop the run and tackle. Cause pressure. That's on the defensive side. Offensive side, protect the football. Right. Protect the football. Get get Henderson going. Y- your main chick, get Henderson running that football really well. And then you have some weapons on the outside, but protect the football and on the defensive side, tackle. And I, I think, I think we're gonna see we're gonna see the Rams. We're gonna see a new Rams um come out from this bye week if they can get those things done. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Cam.
0: Um, I will say Debo and Jawan Jennings did not practice. And then I saw Juwan Jennings. I don't know if I saw Debo, but I saw Juwan Jennings didn't practice. We're recording this on Thursday. He didn't practice on Thursday. Uh, Juszczyk is already out from how it sounds because he had to get thumb surgery. Um, the offense is now, I think, really, if Debo doesn't play, then Christian McCaffrey goes from being a luxury and kind of like now he's the X factor to he is it, right? Mm-hmm. They need him. They need Kittle and they need Brandon I to get going. And I would be doing a disservice if I didn't mention the Rams have shut down tight ends like nobody in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally tight ends in fantasy are 32nd against the Rams, all tight ends. Mm-hmm. I, and they've mm-hmm. gone up against some really good ones. Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Dalton yeah. Schultz. You know, Dawson Knox to name, uh, you know, ring a bell. Uh, obviously, Zach Ertz, you know, those are good tight ends and they've mm-hmm. been shutting them down. So honestly, you know, the way they do things, I mean, they, they have the right approach with a guy like George Kittle, who has been a Rams killer in the past. And I mean, this is somebody that could break open the game. Um, yeah. If Debo doesn't play, I think he's going to play. I don't think he'd ever sit out a Rams game. I really just don't see it. He hates them. Uh, he's, he's let us know that. <laughs> so I can't see that. I think the the game plan, if you're on the 49ers, should be the same: run the ball, throw it over the middle. You know, let your wide receivers like force the Rams to tackle. You know, mm. that's essentially what it should be. Uh, there's no reason you can't get those explosive plays if the Rams, you know, show up from a few weeks ago. Um, the Rams defense hasn't been getting turnovers. Cam, I'm not concerned the way some fans are, uh, but I wouldn't mind getting a turnover or two to steal a possession.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Turnovers, turnovers are big, right? Instead of being the ones turning the ball over, forcing the turnovers are big, Um, you know, and then we talk about, you know, going to the 49ers defense. Um, You know, those guys, the way they play, uh, you know, if you go back to the game last year, uh, last week uh, against Patrick Mahomes, you know, they did okay. you know, not not great, but they did okay. Uh, Funga, that's someone if you're the Rams, he's a red dot guy. Uh, Jake, you know, the Red Dot guys are like the game breaker guys, the people that you really watch out for. Um, you know, I know the guy, he, he trains with Troy Polamalu. So for Matthew Stafford. He looks like he, Troy Polamalu. <laughs> it, it, he plays like, I mean, it's its kind of insane to watch now in our generation. So keep an eye on that, that young man there. If I'm Matthew Stafford, protect that football. Make sure that he doesn't get around it at all because he can either take the ball back and score intercepted force a fumble um so he he's a game breaker for the 49ers defense and then like like we said um for the Rams defense tackle tackle the football and, and double team Travis Kelsey, right if Debo's out of the game <laughs> go ahead and double him up and keep a spy out for Christian McCaffrey as well right cuz if you have him on 1 on 1 that's great but having someone else to keep an eye on that young man is going to be important cuz when he was with the Panthers he ran all over the Rams defense so keeping an eye on him would be important as well
0: No, I agree. And uh, we'll get into the X factor part. Then we'll have a final score and call it a podcast. Um, So the the X factor on each side, I got Van Jefferson on the Rams offense. I think him coming back. First off, you have that field stretcher. And I mean, you know, I actually want to get your thoughts on, you know, what does it mean to have a field stretcher or, you know, a deep threat when you're playing on defense? You have to respect that, right? Like that's not just like a talking point on ESPN when you're talking about a team like you actually have to respect that as a defense.
1: Yes, as a defense, as <laughs> you talked about Greg Williams, right? So when I was at the Rams, Greg Williams always used to tell our coach, our uh, our DBs, back the heck up. If you have a good, rec- <laughs> if you have a good receiver who can stretch that field, back the heck up. And I'm saying heck right now, but you, I'm sure you know what he probably said in that locker room. But back up. And so when you have someone like, for an example, you go to the go to the Chiefs, used to be the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Teams were backing up because they knew they had to play against Tyreek Hill. But now when they play the Chiefs, they're playing man coverage. You know, they're playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. So with a guy like Van Jefferson, you know, if you're, if you're the 49ers defense, say, hey, guys, take a, like, take a half step back you know, from what, normally what you do. I think that's really important.
0: No, I, I absolutely agree, and I appreciate your insight there. Um, my defensive X factor is a little different. Um, I'm going to say Leonard Floyd. I want to see this guy get going, and and we talked about the knee injury, you know, potentially missing the season. He ends up playing through it. I saw him start to get his explosiveness back the last couple of weeks before the buy. So now I feel like with the buy, I feel like he's going to come back and he's gonna he's gonna look a lot better. I think this is like a clean slate for him and the Rams, for that matter, because uh, they're three and three. So it's like being O and O uh, coming out of the buy, but. You know, essentially, I feel like Leonard Floyd has to get going. I feel like he will be an X factor because if you have Aaron Donald, obviously rushing the passer and, you know, you're putting Jimmy Garoppolo in harm's way and Leonard Floyd is also getting the pressure. I think that can really just absolutely damage their game plan. Uh, It can really shut down everything they want to do. And then they have to kind of adapt, which I'll be honest with you, Kyle Shanahan hasn't really been able to do in games where they've been forced out of their original game plan. So at that point, I think it puts you in the driver's seat, and I think it makes Leonard Floyd that much more uh, dangerous. Uh, with the 49ers, I have Hufanga. I'm sure you have Hufanga yeah. as your X-factor. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about you know the elephant in the room, like Nick Bosa being one of the most dominant pass rushers, but uh, let's you know keep it interesting. I mean, Hufanga is a player that if you're just a casual fan, like you're going to start to know, like even like yeah. the the least interested football fan is going to know his name. He's going to be an all pro at some point down the line. They absolutely nailed that, uh, you know, selection. And then Christian McCaffrey is my X factor uh, for the offense for obvious yeah. reasons. We don't know if Debo's going to play. I think he will, but we don't know. Uh, Jennings is a really solid wide receiver in his own right. So if he's out, you know, maybe they flex McCaffrey out wide. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Kyle Shanahan going up against Sean McVay. It's like a little bit ego versus ego. Like <laughs> I, you know, I'm better than you type deal. You're trying to one up your friend and Madden or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe they run, you know, some, some wildcat. Maybe they run, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I think they're going to try to get McCaffrey going with Ty Davis price and, um, you know, Jeff Wilson. And I think they're going to, you know, see what they can do mixing and matching, but, I expect him to get the majority of the carries this week. I know last week, you know, obviously he just, he was so excited to get going, um, but he didn't have like a full week of practice. So there was kind of like they threw him in there this week. Now he has a full week to prepare. They should have more of a, a true, like concrete game plan
1: for him. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I want to go back to your point uh, for the X factors for the, for the 49ers really quick. You talked about who it's funny because we were watching him on TV, me and my lady, me and my partner. And she's like, Oh, his hair looks great. This is mind you, after he's taken a football into the end zone, you know, high step. And so, like you said, uh, he's my X factor as well. I mean, the guy makes plays. He's all around the field. So, and he has great hair, <laughs> right? Head yeah. and shoulders, head and shoulders is probably coming this way soon. Um, I was
0: going to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Head, head and shoulders. They, they have a great sponsorship uh, opportunity in that. Um, and then my X factor on the offensive side, um, I'm going to go out you, uh, I'm going to go out number 11 there for the 49ers. Um, he showed up last week. Um, he showed up last week in a big way. I know he had a few, a few drops, uh, under some contested passes, but he showed up last week and I think he's feeling it right. They got the Christian McCaffrey in the back for the guy Kittle. I think he's, I think he's feeling it. So, uh, I'm going to say he's going to be my X factor Um, For the 49ers offense, any, any thoughts on that before I go to the Rams? I like that. I mean, I want to
0: see it from a football fan perspective, right? This is the Rams hat off, right? I want to see Brandon. Ayuk show that he's a first round talent because I have not Mm -hmm. seen that yet. I have not seen him ascend as a first round guy. He's had a couple hundred yard games, but as a first round guy, you've seen Jamar chase. You've seen all sorts of guys. Uh, doing what they're doing. I-, I need to see more out of him. So yeah, I think he needs to be an X factor I think he <laughs> needs to step up for the 49ers
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know for the Rams fans out there, right? I mean we, we the show loves to the 49ers as well Right give a fair assessment, but if you're a Rams fan The people that we just talked about those are the folks that the Rams defense they need to lock down, right? Um, and then I'm gonna go to the on the Ram side um I'm going to go for the Rams' offense. I'm going to go Henderson, right? Uh, I know last week we were like, hey, he was treated as a side chick. Let's make him a main chick. Keep him, I'm going to call him Mr. Consistency. You know, at the end of the day, he's, love he's, it. he's super consistent. So let's make sure that, um, that he gets the ball out of the backfield. He's getting passes. And like you said, his pass blocking last week, his pass blocking is excellent. And so making sure that we're utilizing him in, in every way possible. Um, and then on the defensive side, I'm going to go my guy, Troy Hill. I mean, getting him back – you'll see how many how many tackles this guy makes in a game i mean i feel like every time i'm watching a game i, I might be a little biased cuz i came in with troy hill to the rams but his name is being called a lot you know i don't know if that's a good thing right if a defensive back is you know is making a lot of tackles cuz the ball is kind of behind the line of scrimmage but troy hill is a playmaker he's an undrafted guy and so to see him excel in the league uh, has been a, a true treat. So I'm going to uh, call him as our X factor for the Rams defense uh, and Henderson for our offense.
0: Well, I love both of those players and I was actually very elated when the Rams went out and they reacquired Troy Hill. Cause it sounded like he didn't really want to go to the Browns. Like it wasn't really <laughs> the money. It was like, he was really on the fence and, uh, you know, he was able to kind of rectify that, you know, the Browns gave him an opportunity to go back home and or not actually, he was, he's actually from Cleveland. Uh, but you know, go back to LA and you know, it, he fit in so naturally. And this coaching staff loves him. He had a pick against Josh Allen it was a beautiful interception. And this is somebody that gives you that pick six, you know, the danger, you know, you mm-hmm. throw anywhere near him and you're like, this guy had a few, you know, huge plays in 2020, Um, you know, especially I remember one against Seattle uh, where he took it to the house. So, you know, at all times, I mean, him, and I think with him back, it makes Ramsey better and it gives him more room to kind of roam a little bit. They've kind of had to keep him, you know, how they use Jalen Ramsey. They haven't been able to really use him as like the star with all those guys out. So I think Troy Hill kind of changes the game there. Um, So the way I have it for the final score projection Um, you know, as we wrap this thing up, I have 27, 24 Rams. Um, I know it sounds like, okay, you're just picking the Rams. whatever. I really do think they're going to win this game cam. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think this is any, this isn't like me being a Homer. Uh, they're the more talented team. It's just a matter. Are they going to be able to withstand the fact that this team that they're going up against is just clearly built to beat them, right? Uh, all the weaknesses are there. Well, you got to transcend that. And I look at the Rams, and they almost beat this Niners team. They were in that game. They had every opportunity. They still threw for like 300 yards with Stafford, despite the fact that, I mean, let's be honest here, they had a really hard time, uh, you know, getting the ball out and everything with the offensive line. Stafford got sacked eight times. So the way I see it is this. The Rams offense has not shown us what we expect, and they still were in that game. So, if the Rams defense comes out of the bye, the one that we saw before the bye, then they're going to be in this game. That's the first thing. And the second thing is if the Rams offense is any better than we saw coming into the bye, Rams are going to win this football game. I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, and I think you're going to see more of a diversified approach. I bet you anything during the buy Stafford went through the tape and he's like, you know what? I have been kind of leaning too much on Cooper cup. Let's see if I can kind of diversify, you know, the, the targets and spread it out. And I think the, the main reason he's going to be able to do that is because van Jefferson is going to open up the offense, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, open up a car door and they're just going to, you know, slide right into, uh, you know, the driver's seat. They're going to step on the gas and they're going to win this game.
1: Yep. Yep. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, So your prediction was that I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 21, 24 Rams. Uh, of course, win by three. Um, and, and like you mentioned it, the Rams after this bye week, they have a time to reflect, right? Protect the football, run the football, right? Tackle. So I think we're going to see a lot of those things Um, this weekend coming up. And another thing too, I think, if the rams if the rams protect the ball um and don't allow the 49ers defense to get the best of them and the rams defense causes pressure uh on the 49ers offense and Jimmy G like you said i think i think we'll get the we'll get the w i think i think the win's going to be determined also off of flags and penalties right having this new center in i mean our, our, the the old center in i think we're going to cut down on that for the rams side and then also, too, I could talk about um, oh turnovers as well. Making sure that we're forcing turnovers uh, for the Rams defense and not turning the ball over. I think those are some of the keys uh, to victory here. I agree with you. And uh, one final thing I'll
0: ask you. I don't know what your longest, uh, how, how long, you know, when you were playing it took to get to the bye week. But at what point, Cam, it, it does it start to like weigh on you? Like, Hey, we need a buy. Like I need a buy.
1: Like, is it week eight or is it a little bit later? Yeah. I think, I think the Rams had a perfect buy. I think. They I had do too. A, yeah. It was, it was right on time. Um, like I said, I keep saying because of OTAs training camp and the you roll right into the season. And that is a lot. I mean, there's family and friends that are sending you messages that they want to connect and it's hard to do. And so Having that buy around around when the Rams did that game six, seven, um, if you could push it back a little bit more, that'd be, you know, perfect. But um, I think the Rams are having it a great time and now they they can be fresh. They can be prepared to finish off the season strong because then you have playoffs as well. <laughs> right. Um, so I think they they have it at a perfect time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I remember the Niners had the buy one year at like week four. And uh, I, I kept so. saying it was like, that's going to kill them. And then at the end of the day, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So maybe it's not <laughs> that big of a deal. But, you know, uh, hey, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 130. Um, this has been our Rams and 49ers week eight preview. Be sure to subscribe on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube. Uh, go check out the believe.com. Uh, uh, network and uh, be sure to leave us a review, preferably
1: five stars. Yeah, let us know. Come chat with <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it. I'm Jake Ellibogan. He is Cameron Lynch, and you have watched the Believe in Rams podcast. Take care, folks. Later.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.